I feel like I get a front row seat at watching who they become. And when they do something incredible or they make a really discerning choice or they just display sharp intellect around relationship choices, whatever it might be, it is so gratifying to get the front row seat at that. And here's what's really special. As a future-focused parent, I do feel like when I see that, I can give myself a little credit. And that is powerful. And you all as future-focused parents, when you see something amazing, I wonder if you've ever felt like, oh, they are getting it. And that's because of the work you're doing. And I just think there's something really special about being able to say, you know what? I had a hand in how this is going. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Today's episode of Raising Adults is brought to you by Hoffman Tutoring Group, where you can connect your child with tutors who are experienced teachers with degrees and certifications. This can really help if your child is struggling academically or even simply lacking confidence. And now is a great time to seek help for these kinds of issues. The Hoffman Tutoring Group offers private tutoring for kids in K through 8th grade in all subjects. And what's great about them is they actually have a matching process that pairs your child with the tutor that can best meet their academic needs. And once they find that perfect tutor for them, they also get personalized lesson plans so that your child is filling in those academic gaps exactly the way they need to so that they can reach their goals. Hoffman Tutoring Group is not one size fits all, and they are proud of it. If you'd like more information, visit Hoffman Tutoring Group group.com slash contact. You can schedule a free consult call to see how the tutors at Hoffman Tutoring Group can help your child. And if you're interested in free advice and hacks for helping your child thrive at school, you can also find Hoffman Tutoring Group on Facebook and Instagram. Hello, future-focused parents. Welcome, friends. We're so glad to talk with you today, and we actually have a treat We're going to depart a little bit from our normal format and just have a really fun and casual chat so that you can get to know Kira and I a little bit better. But before we do, how are you over there in the laundry room, Kira? I'm exhausted, Dina. I'm not going to lie. I'm exhausted. Well, thanks for not lying. I appreciate (laughs) your honesty. You can always get an honest answer from me. I'm really tired. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know how just some weeks are harder than others? This was a doozy. For sure. Some weeks are just, you're really having a week. I'm having a week. Definitely having a week. How about you? How are you doing? You know, I'm I'm happy to say that at the moment I have my daughter home from college again. So that's really mm-hmm. refreshing. It's a nice treat and I'm doing well. Although I mentioned this on a recent episode, I'm really starting to be acutely aware of the cold under here in the closet. <laughs> Today, I was telling Kira before we started recording listeners, I literally walked in and walked right back out. I walked in and went, nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> got to get a sweatshirt before this is going to be doable or I will be sitting there shivering. And I, I of course, have quite an array of coats I was right beside just gonna me. I say, like, don't you have a ton of options, like, right there available? They're right here. The <laughs> issue is I tend to like coats that have that. I don't even know the word for it, but it's the material that would make a swishy noise as I was gesturing. 
the swishy noise? Like yeah, a, because it's like a waterproof. Yeah, it's it's that shiny. I don't know. It it wouldn't be quiet. And I've got this you know oh. great mic now, and so I knew if I do a lot of hand motions when I'm talking, anyone who's seen the pictures of us on Instagram knows that our hands are always like out and about. And so I thought, no, the coats aren't going to work because I'll be swishing and swooshing as I'm gesturing, and <laughs> they'll be like, what is that noise in the background? So yes, I have many coats available at my disposal, none of which would provide good, crisp, clean audio. So I went and got a sweatshirt and came back and we're at take two. And now I'm much warmer. That's so funny because I cannot bear swooshy coats. Ah. I find them so uncomfortable. I have to have fuzzy coats. You have to be fuzzy. Ah. (laughs) See, mine are fuzzy on the inside, but they would make the noise on the outside with the rubbing. And that's just not going to work for a podcast. No, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Ah, well, I'm glad you're warm and in a sweatshirt now. That's a good thing. Yes, all is well. So before we get started, we have to welcome our newest member. Yes. Sherlyn, thank you for joining us. Thanks for becoming a member of the FFP family. We're so happy that you are with us. And if you haven't checked out membership, my listeners, my lovely FFPs, do because you get to connect with us and you get to support our show and get some free stuff and access to all kinds of things. So do check it out if you haven't already, futurefocusedparenting.com, and you can click on the membership tab. Yeah, we really want to say welcome to Sherlyn. Thank you. It's such a treat. It's like literally getting a thank you card in the form of people. Because <laughs> it's like they're thanking us for what we're providing. And then they're also jumping in and getting access to some things. So it's really a win-win, which is fun. That's a good way of putting it. I didn't think of it that way. But that, it is like a human thank you card. It I love is. That. I mean, it's such a treat every time. And that's why we thank you when we're recording. Because you as our members, we want to thank you back. It's like you've thanked us by joining. So it's just gratitude all around. And (laughs) we have to tell you, speaking of other cool things that you can click on on our website, we kind of came to this episode in a roundabout way, but it's a super fun announcement. And I I have to let Kira talk about it because Kira, you know, this really started with a little germination of an idea that was yours. (laughs) So if you are new to the show and you have not like checked out the backlog, you don't know that in the early, early stages of this show, one of the things I was really known for is saying, wait, 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 hold on. I have a question. And it became kind of a thing that like, I am a questioner. I'm naturally nosy. I always want to know more. So we made this joke that we were going to put, I have a question on a mug. Well, guess what, everyone? We We did have a mug (laughs) that says, I have a question. But guess what? We have other stuff, too. We have other mugs. We have notebooks. We have a onesie. We have a kid's T-shirt. We have masks because why not? We're in COVID. So if you want to check it out, go to our website because now we have a button that says digital resources and merch, and you can get all your branded Raising Adults stuff right there, including your I have a question mug. And I have to highlight the other mug because it's hilarious. Those of you who have been listening for any length of time know that we start each episode, whatever parenting topic we're discussing, we start with our why. And then we move into those tools and tips and strategies and the what's and how's. And we also have a mug, folks, that says, coffee is my why. I mean, for a lot of you, I think it probably is. It's totally my why. In the morning, it's literally why I get out of bed. I'm like, oh, at least my coffee's waiting for me. (laughs) Yes, something to look forward to. Yes, exactly. So check it out, listeners, because it's there for you if you want it. And it led us to our episode today. So you want to tell everyone what we're doing today? Because it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is kind of fun. So we took this little blast from the past when Kira was always, wait, I have a question. And then we designed a mug with, I have a question. And so we're going to do, I have a question. And 
Kira and I are just going to answer some questions that will give you a little peek into some really trivial stuff and like some deeper stuff to just get to know us better as co-hosts. If you've listened to the Meet the Hosts episode, you certainly got you know a little tip of the iceberg introduction to Kira and I and what we're about. But sometimes it's just fun to take a break from all the heavy parenting stuff anyway, because parenting is hard, which you hear us say all the time. So today we're going to keep it light. We're going to answer some questions. We're going to give you some sneak peeks into us and what makes us tick. And then just some fun anecdotal stories as well. I love it. And I have a surprise question, Dina, that you Ooh, want to ask you. So surprise. I'm going to throw that one in there later. <laughs> well, we all know how much I love to be spontaneous. I know. <laughs> Listeners, in case you don't know, I really don't like to be spontaneous. <laughs> that was that was the first time I've lied on the air. Okay. There we go. Oh my goodness. All right. Do you want to start? Yeah. Why don't we start with softball? Let's start with something easy and simple. Like, what's your favorite color, Kira? Well, my favorite color is purple. But if I'm buying things for my home, I do not buy purple. I buy like a tealy light blue. Mm. How about how about you? <laughs> Well, my favorite color is green, and there is there is a little story with that in particular that's kind of personal. My wedding ring is actually not a diamond, that's and right. part of that is because I had a diamond the first time, and I wanted something different. You know, remarriage is this beautiful chance to have a fresh start, and green is my favorite color, but an emerald just felt kind of like in your face. And so actually the center stone in my ring is a green amethyst. Oh, I love that. Which amethysts are usually purple, which is your I favorite know. color. And green is like our color for future-focused painting. I know. So how Super cool fun. is that? I love that. All right. What is your favorite word? Wow. I really, this is funny. It's, it's diplodocus. I just love all the hard consonants. Like this word just feels really good in my mouth. And my son did used to love dinosaurs. So whenever we would talk about the Diplodocus, I was like, I'll read that page. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, my God. What about you? I bet you can guess what my favorite word is. You think? Yeah, I do. I think I think most people can guess what my favorite word is. Absolutely. It, no, no, it starts with an F, Dina. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I do. I'm sorry. It's wrong. It's so many kinds of wrong. But, but it's it, your favorite. It's my, it's my favorite. I just feel like it does so much. But my second favorite word, which I'm <laughs> going to be honest with you, is not far off the mark from my favorite word, is a Britishism. And the word is minge. Um, but why I love it is, is, okay, so what it actually means is vagina. But the Brits take this word and they make it into an adjective, a verb, a noun. It's like there's nothing you can't do with this word. And it's meant, sadly, um, to mean kind of like gross and disgusting, which is mm. unfortunate. Mm. But the way they use it, they're like, oh, I'm minging, like after a, a sweaty workout, like, oh, I'm minging, right? So like I'm gross. Or, oh, I ming, I smell, right? Or, oh, they're such a minger. I mean, there's just so many ways to use this amazing word and it's technically not a swear word so I feel like it's the perfect loophole for me <laughs> the perfect loophole I really should have guessed because I don't know you know this is kind of funny but Kira and I will sometimes exchange Christmas gifts and so I really should have had a clue because the Christmas <laughs> gift I got this year from Kira was an ornament 
Mm-hmm. And it was, so it, was, it was so perfect for the year we had had. It actually had 2020 in the center of it. It was a beautiful wooden snowflake, but the intricate designs of the snowflake were all entirely carved versions of the F word. Yes, so she was very honest. She's like, you may not want to display this one, but I just thought it was funny. You'll <laughs> so, appreciate it coming so from why me. did I not guess that? Yeah. I said absolutely, because so many times when I make a point on the podcast, you're like, absolutely. I love That's that. True. That's true. So, I felt like it was right. a fair like I, I made a good attempt. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. Okay. What's your least favorite word? Hmm. The F bomb? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of words that I just... I, I'm not a fan of, but none really come to mind. Like I know a lot of people who don't like moist. That word yes. doesn't bother me at all. Or panties. Oh, no, nope, not bothered. I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to think about it when, when people. Uh, there's things that kind of come in and out of popularity, and I'll notice like, oh, could everybody just stop saying that word? Mm. Like recently, I really got tired of unprecedented. <laughs> I was like, I'm over <laughs> it. I miss precedented time. <laughs> So I, I don't know, I but I can't think of it. What about you? Hate. Mm, it's a good one. A good one. I think there's such a difference between we use it very freely. And I think actually what it means and, and what it leads to, yeah. should, should the weight of that should not be used lightly. Um, so it's one of the words that my kids are very rarely allowed to say because mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to use that word, you better be using it the way you mean it. Or the way it, you know, you need to be using it the way it's meant to be used. And we should be very careful when we use that word because mm-hmm. of how it can impact things. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between strongly disliking or really not fond of or, oh, I can't stand that. But hate is a very powerful, very powerful word. I agree. I even try not to use that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about some story stuff? What if we got into some some story things? So, okay. Kira, You should ask the question you had that was your idea because it's a cute one. Oh, what's that one? I can't remember. The pregnancy one. Oh, yeah. I don't even know the story, so I'm excited. So tell everyone, like, the experience of or what was your reaction or, like, the situation. Paint us a picture of finding out you were pregnant for the first time. Yeah, I don't have the most amazing story for that, but I feel like today is literally the episode for rabbit. Tra- the whole episode is rabbit trail of the day, right? So I do oh, have a my great episode. Story. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah, it's like you're we're in we're in Kira's wheelhouse today. So I'll tell that briefly, but it's not that exciting. But I I do have a great way that I told my husband. So I think that was fun. So I don't really remember how I found out. I must have just been normal, like I just was late or whatever. But I do remember my reaction when I saw that it was positive. And I thought this was so funny because I was an adult. I was stable. We owned a home. And I still looked at it and went, oh, crap. <laughs> and I think I think there's just something about the gravity of that moment. Like, I'm going to make a human and then like yeah. be responsible for keeping them alive. And it just really struck me that still, even as an adult, that was my response. Like, I'm I'm married, I'm stable, I can do it financially. And I still was like, what? So that would just struck me as funny. I remember thinking, oh, crap. And, <laughs> and of course, I was thrilled. So it was just it was just goofy. But what was fun is my husband was at work. And this is my first husband, obviously. And he worked at Boeing, the large aircraft company. And it was perfect because I was like, he's gone. I have the chance to really surprise him with this news. And so I went to the store and I bought balloons and I bought a card. And what was so fun is 
I know a lot of people will purposely like hold it in and save it for their spouse, but like I couldn't. And so I leaked it to all these little people I interacted with, like the grocery store clerk when I bought the balloons. I was like, so I'm buying these um, because I'm going to tell my husband that I'm pregnant. And they're like, oh, congratulations. So it was just like fun to like start leaking out the fun news. And what I did is I actually went to the Boeing facility parked right next to his car so that when he came out from work, my car was open. I had this song playing that was about welcoming a child from a band he really liked. The balloons were like tied, but hanging out of the window. And they said, congrats, dad, and things like that. Like there was enough of a clue. And that was how he found out. So to me, that was really the fun part. That's so special. I love that. Getting to watch his reaction, like, what's she doing here? And why are there balloons? And what's this music? What? You know, it was fun. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny because that's so different than how Dave found out. (laughs) Okay, well, tell me yours. Tell all the listeners yours. Okay. So Dave and I had been trying for about nine months, and I was one of those people that literally became a crazy person like a legitimate crazy person with not getting pregnant and it stressed me out. And I don't know, it was like something snapped. And so we had decided to take a break because I was like, this isn't good for my sanity. Like I'm not, I'm not coping well with this. Um, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to focus on my career and we'll, we'll like revisit this in six months. And he was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. So I actually had an audition that day and cause I was still performing at that time. And Dave um, was helping me prep my monologue. And we had this huge fight, just huge fight, which now I look back and I'm like, of course, I was so ratty because I was pregnant. (laughs) But um, just I just I don't know. I mean, I was just he was like, what happened here? You know, so I storm off to my audition and I have this awful audition because I'm in this terrible mood and I get home and I'm so mad at him. Like, this is all Dave's fault. I'm so angry with him. And I storm into the bathroom and this is going to give you a real insight into my personality. So I'm really upset. Right. And I'm like, I know what will. What will make me more upset? I'll take a pregnancy test just to make like I think I was just like, I just need to feel all these feelings in every way I could possibly feel them. But I only had one pregnancy test left. And so I actually took an ovulation test instead because I had heard they can double as one. Um, so I take this ovulation test and I'm like, oh, whoa, hold on. So then I take the pregnancy test and it comes up super positive, of course, because I'm having twins, right? And I don't know it at this point. And I go, and I open the door and I come out with this test and I'm like, I forgive you. I forgive you. I'm pregnant. (laughs) And that was how David found out he was going to be a dad. He got forgiven. (laughs) He did. He did. And it's such a testament to, you know, like how stress can get in the way of these things sometimes. And Mm -hmm. and that as soon as we stopped trying, not only did we get pregnant, we got pregnant with two. So... There you you don't do anything halfway, Kira. I really don't. I, I really learned don't. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. We'll just go for Insta family. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. How about what is your proudest accomplishment? Oi, oi, oi. That's such a big question. Proudest accomplishment. I, I mean, I think there's so many ways to answer that. Like, are we talking like one single event? Well, maybe you can have more than one. Maybe you can have like a professional can... one, a personal one. I mean, are okay. there several? Maybe there are. What are things that have made you proud? Maybe you can okay. just name a few. I'm super proud I got into NYU's drama program mm. because it was really, really hard to get into. And I think a lot of what came from that. So I lived in New York City on my own. I moved to London on my own. You know, like I, I, I'm proud that I have forged my way in the world very 
for the most part, independently. So that's a huge source of pride and accomplishment for me, I think. I think I'm also really proud that as my desires for work has changed, I've been able to kind of morph and change with it and always find a way to kind of do work that I really care about and that I'm passionate about and seems to have a common theme of of helping others. And then I think the last thing I would say is that, you know, most actors, there's like something, some crazy statistic that like 2% of trained actors actually make a living at it. And I was, you know, for a very long time because of voiceover, one of those 2%. And so that's Mm -hmm. a huge source of pride too. Love that. Yeah. How about you? I have a few as well. And one kind of echoes years with work, having been a doula and birth educator for so long, just in that kind of helping profession. I think that's really powerful. And I think the same thing about what you and I do. Like, I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of this. And it is very fulfilling and stems from something I'm passionate about, which is good parenting. So I love that. But on a personal note, there's two. And one, I want to give a little disclaimer and just say, I also recognize that I'm blessed and lucky that it went like that and that I know we don't get a say in how birth goes. But one of the things I'm most proud of are my unmedicated births. Mm-hmm. I It was very empowering for me and it made me feel that my body was really strong. And I have a little bit of a complicated relationship with my body, having been a competitive gymnast. If you guys know anything about competitive gymnastics, it can go really great and it can go really sideways mm-hmm. and in terms of body stuff. And so that was just really powerful for me to like have produced a person and did it all by myself and like with no pharmacological assistance. So while I completely recognize that's not everyone's story, I don't say it to berate that. Mm -hmm. I say it because for me, it did get to go that way and it was really special and I'm really proud of it. And the second one is getting a graduate degree with two toddlers. Oh, yeah. Going to grad school with two little kids as a single mom was no joke. And I was more proud walking across that stage than high school, than undergrad combined. I mean, it was such a big deal. I mean, when I started, my kids were one and three. And I was writing papers and a thesis and giving presentations. And and I still use that. It, you know, I, I chose to focus my Master of Education on curriculum and instruction, which is basically designing what you're going to teach and then teaching it well. And I really feel like I still do that even through this medium. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a proud thing as well. I love that. Oh, I'm proud of you just hearing that. It's amazing. Hmm. All right. I have my surprise question. And then I think we should finish with the parenting question. The parenting question. Yes, yes. I love okay, that so idea. Here's my surprise question. What is your favorite part of podcasting and what is the hardest part of podcasting? I love this surprise question. I'm happy to be spontaneous for once. <laughs> Yay. So for me, my favorite part of podcasting is the podcasting. And that sounds so silly, but <laughs> Just hopping on here and talking with you and talking to all of you, our listeners, is so much fun. I love fleshing out these topics and I love hearing what Kira is going to say. I know we maybe have mentioned this once or twice, but we usually don't have like a big strategy session before we record. And so sometimes what I learn from her, I didn't know she was going to say, and I get to learn and I get struck by the power of, of some of what Kira shares. And sometimes I just come away and I'm like, wow. I really learned a lot from you today. So my favorite part of the podcast is the podcast. The hardest part for me is the behind the scenes stuff, like all the work it takes to produce the podcast. I don't do all of it. 
but I am definitely a person who gets easily overwhelmed. And that's just like a feature of how I'm wired and my personality. So for me, the hardest part is that we leave this fun time where we have a chat and then there's all this stuff to do. And so I've had to really learn to manage that well, to make it into bite-sized chunks, which has been great. I feel like I've grown so much. And I don't know, Kira, maybe you can tell me whether this is true, but I actually even feel like I've done better and not getting totally overwhelmed. Yeah. Sometimes we leave our day together and we both have huge to-do lists and I feel like I'm less likely than I was even a year ago to be like, whoa. (laughs) So, So that's the hardest part for me is managing the overwhelm, making this stuff manageable because this those parts behind the scene, they do have to happen. Yeah. And they're important. And even though they're not as fun as getting to talk to you, my friend, they do have to happen. So managing overwhelm has been the biggest challenge for me. But I do feel like I'm improving. You are for sure. And what did they say? We learned a statistic recently, right? That it's like the average yes. podcast, it's like 10 to 15 yes. hours for was, one 30 minute episode, right? Yeah. I, it's It's 10 to 15 hours a week. For right. a, just to produce a 30 minute episode. It's crazy. And we also, I've also been doing some research and I learned this fun term pod fading. And I was just telling Kira this morning, actually, that, hey, let's feel happy because pod fading is a real thing. And pod fading is this term for shows that crop up and then just as quickly blink out. Mm-hmm. And the loose stat is that about one fifth of podcasts don't even make it to their 10th episode. So I was wow. like, look at us go. We're doing great. And that that kind of stuff helps me too. It's like, I feel like the little engine that could then where I'm like, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> look at, we've been going all this time. We definitely made it past our 10th episode. Yeah. And like, so just shout out to you, my sweet FFP listener who's listening to this because we literally, literally couldn't be doing this without you. And an extra shout out to our members, because I think, you know, when when you hear that and you go, oh, my gosh, like they spend, you know, 15. I mean, I would say we do more because we do all this other side stuff with our episodes. So, you know, they're spending 20 hours a week, let's say, to release a 30 minute episode. You know, those members that are kind of honoring that work, we really appreciate it Mm -hmm. because, you know, it makes us want to keep going. So it makes a difference. And we've been able to do so much more because of having you all as a growing audience. So it's incredible. All right. You have to answer it too. What about you? Favorite part, hardest part? Uh, My favorite part is that I get to talk and give unsolicited advice because (laughs) I love giving unsolicited advice. And actually when I was in a career crisis once and someone was like, okay, well, what do you love to do? I was like, I love to give unsolicited advice. And now I get to do that for a living. So it's wonderful. (laughs) And my second favorite part is it's just for me, it's an opportunity to hang out with you and you're Mm -hmm. one of my favorite people. So I love that. And likewise, I I feel like I often walk away going, I'm going to try that thing Dina said. You know, I'm a better mom for just engaging in these conversations. So I love that. Uh, The hardest part for me, uh, without question, is trying to figure out this balance around being in the public eye, sort of, um, as a parent, and the pressure that I feel or that I put on myself maybe because of that, and trying to respect my kids' privacy and their boundaries, but also be able to talk openly and vulnerably about what my experience is, especially since mine are so little, they can't, they aren't yet really old enough to truly give their informed consent about things. So I feel like I tread pretty carefully. Mm-hmm. And just that whole complicated mixing work with pleasure is, is, or work yeah. with family is that, that part I find really hard. Yeah. That is a hard part. It does, it does help when you can literally ask them 
in a more informed way. Like, yeah, hey, is that cool if I talk about that? Yeah. I, exactly. So that part will get better. At least that Yay. little piece. That's great. Well, should we close with the parenting question? Yes, let's, let's do let's it. Let's do that. So we were going to share with all of you what we see as the most rewarding, best, if you want to put that in quotes, part of being a parent, and then the most challenging part. And, you know, parenting definitely comes with all of those things. It's a full spectrum from pure joy and ecstasy to terror and frustration. So, yes. So should we start? Should we start with the hard so we can end on a happy? Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Do you want to go first? What's the hardest part of being a mom for you? Really, the hardest part for me, and no one will be surprised by this. I am a control freak. I've talked about it before. The hardest part for me is because as my kids get older, I have less control. I really don't always enjoy when they make a decision that I wouldn't have made yeah. and and to sometimes have to sit and completely bite my tongue about it. Yep. Not my specialty. And I don't enjoy it. Just being honest. That's fair. My least favorite part of parenting is constantly feeling like I'm getting it wrong, even if I'm not. But like the worry, the worry of like, oh, my gosh, did that mistake? Is that going to mean they're going to end up? in therapy in 20 years. I mean, probably. Um, and I don't know why I'm so scared of therapy. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a mental health professional and I believe everyone should have therapy, but somehow, you know, um, the fear, the fear for me, uh, there's a, a constant underlying worry about my children that is very heavy on me um, and literally keeps me up at night sometimes. So that's definitely mm-hmm. the hardest part. No, I think that's universal. And I mm-hmm. think we often are like, wow, I really botched that. And yeah. like you said, maybe even when we didn't, yeah. I think it's easy to kind of overanalyze our parenting too, or like mm-hmm. playing it over little situations, what I said, what they said. No, I love that because I think that's truly, I think that's a pretty universal experience to feel like I'm getting it wrong. Yeah. And the fear piece, I think, like for me, the fear is attached to everything, right? Fear I'm going to lose them. Fear they're going to be unhappy. Fear they're not going to want to be in a relationship with me. Fear they're going to ruin their lives. Like, Fear they're going to fall down and get hurt. I don't know why I'm afraid of that, but I'm still afraid of that. You know, like all those things, right? So managing my own fears uh, is really hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. I'm a pretty anxious person. And I think underneath most of the things that I even spend time thinking about, if I'm honest, what I'm doing is spending time worrying about them. (laughs) Not just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just neutral thinking. It's worrying. So true. So true. So what's your favorite part? A favorite part. It's really the flip side of the exact thing I said was challenging. And that is, I feel like I am getting to start to see the fruit of all that hard work I did when they were little. So those of you who have littles and you're like in the hard and you've said the same thing for 300 times today, I just want to tell you this part is amazing. I feel like I get a front row seat at watching who they become. And when they do something incredible or they make a really discerning choice or they just display sharp intellect around relationship choices, whatever it might be. It is so gratifying to get the front row seat at that. And here's what's really special. As a future focused parent, I do feel like when I see that, I can give myself a little credit. Mm -hmm. And that is powerful. And you all as future focused parents, when you see something amazing, I wonder if you've ever felt like, oh, they are getting it. And that's because of the work you're doing. Yeah. And I just think there's something really special about being able to say, you know what? I had a hand in how this is going. I don't know. It's just nothing more gratifying to me. Mm, I love that. I love what that. about you? 
Um, I think my favorite part is delighting in their delight. So whether that's them telling me some amazing story that they've come up with or some adventure that they're going on in their mind or how they figured out this problem or just watching them have fun out at the park or whatever it is, like their delight with the world brings me more delight than my own delight as a child. It's more delightful, if that makes sense. And then close, close, close second, if not right alongside that is the snuggles. I really Mm. love the snuggles. I am definitely at my most content with my family when we are all just snuggled up reading or watching a show or Mm. um, close, you know, physically, physically, unconditionally close and loved that. I love that. So So special. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Delighting in their delight. I feel like when you get to do things with your children that you did as a child, it's more fun. Yes. That's so true. I used to describe it as, I don't know, probably most of our listeners, or maybe I'm totally dating myself. I don't know. But maybe most of you have seen The Wizard of Oz, where it like goes from black and white to color. I used to tell people parenting is like walking into Oz. Now I get to go to the zoo in color. Yeah. Now I get to go to the park in color. I went in black and white as a child. Now everything is bigger, better, brighter. I just, it's just, ah, uh, love it. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said delighting in their delight because that's what it reminds me of is my my little analogy of like, now it's in color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I, remember, I remember the first time I heard you say that and I thought, that's exactly right. Like, we should put that on a mug. <laughs> yes. Parenting in Technicolor. That's right. Now available in Technicolor. Yes. Well, listeners, I hope this was a little bit fun for you. Just get to hear from us a little bit about our lives, our parenting journey, even just silly things like what our favorite color is. But I also hope that it maybe resonated. Maybe some of the things we've shared about fears, joys, just those different things along the way will be echoes of your own experience. And we hope you'll take that with you today and into the future and just realize that knowing yourself and knowing those little anecdotal pieces of yourself and your own parenting journey, that's an important thing too. Take time to enjoy those little things. Take time to learn about yourself and what do I see as hard here and challenging? What do I see as great? And those can be really helpful guideposts along the way. So we hope this was a fun departure. And of course, we'll be back with parenting strategies and all of that good stuff next time. But I hope you enjoyed taking several rabbit trails of the day. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in Kira's laundry room, partially in my coat closet. Editing by Allison Preisinger. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening.